Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hey, Alan, it's good hey, to talk Mark. to you. Good to talk to you again. Always good to chat with you. Yes, it's it's lots of fun. I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one, I think. Um, you know, I was out in uh, Sunnyvale, California, visiting the Google Cloud campus that's there. And was it sunny was, Sunnyvale? Sunnyvale? It was, oh, was it sunny? Was it no, sunny actually, I think in it Sunnyvale? Rainy, in rainy Sunnyvale? Yeah. It's winter, so it's the rainy season in in, San, in the Bay Area. All right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> it's also like Mountain View. I'm not sure I ever see too many mountains when I'm in Mountain View. Yeah. Anyway, one. Of, so I was attending a uh, North American um, developer summit, and it was you know a combination of the Google developer experts that are in North America, the Google developer groups, uh, Google developer student clubs, and the women tech makers from okay. across across North America. Um, really good, you know, got to chat with people that I haven't chatted with in a while. So that was fun. Um, got to meet new people, some of the the organizers of the student groups, of the mm -hmm. um, developer groups, find out what they're interested in hearing about. Um, and that's good. And got to connect with some of the developer relations people for my GDE category. So I was uh, okay. I was able to to talk with Jessica a little bit about oh, what's going Jessica. on. Oh, Jessica. I like Jessica. always fun. Shout out to Jessica as always um, about what's going on with App Actions. So I figured this so, week, let's uh, let's talk about App Actions a little bit. App Actions, voice and apps. Yes. Google. Sort of. Br Google bringing the love together. Assistance and Android. Dogs and cats together. Chaos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, it, it kind of what we can see from this is that Google, as we've discussed in the past, uh, Google has turned down or is, is sunsetting conversational actions. And these were the actions that are a lot like Alexa skills. Right. Um, so those will no longer be available on, uh, on the assistant in, you know, starting at about seven or eight months at this point. All right, so we're talking 3P, like third-party custom actions. Yep. Um, First-party experiences, you'll still be able to get answers about weather and news and... Sort of. Sort of, maybe? There, well, there, I mean, and, stuff, and like, stuff like streaming audio and stuff like news yeah. and, you know, stuff like questions will, will continue to operate. Uh, stuff like home automation will definitely be continuing definitely. to supported there you know there's matter support rolling out now all over the place um although there have been some first party actions that have been deprecated and have mm. in some cases gone away so for example you used to be able to say something like uh hey g where is mark and if you were sharing your location with me using google maps it would tell me where you were i didn't know that yeah, All right. it was it was a really cool feature that a lot of people really enjoyed, and they've turned that service off. So now okay. it says, if you right. want to know where the person is, go to Google Maps. Go and ask them. Find no, out. Or ask them. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're punchy this evening. <laughs> I am a little. It's been, I don't know. It's been, been one of those weeks. Crazy. That... Yeah, mostly good, I think. But yeah, I am a little punchy. So um, 
Uh, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. So, uh, apologies ahead of time for, for you, Alan, and anybody who's watching slash listening, because I am a little punchy. Um, so there have been a couple of first party actions that have been turned down. Um, and but we're not expecting too many more to be shut sure. off by the by before the end. Um, so yeah, we're mostly talking third party actions, third party conversational actions. Okay. All so right. um and instead so there was yeah, the in, new vision. So the new vision is going to be that you'll be able to uh integrate voice from the assistant into apps. So on your Android phone, you'll be able to say pretty much the same thing. Hey, G, open the name of an app. Or hey, G, and, and launch a, a deep link through that app into uh, a known app. Or even something like, you know, hey, G, start my run. And it knows what some of these built-in intents as they're called, BIIs. Okay. It knows what apps that are on your phone support those BIIs and will be able to just launch them. Or okay, so let like me just, yeah, let me do a quick summary, just make sure I'm understanding this to this point. So you'll have, this requires a phone. Yes. So user will speak to microphone on the phone, invoking the assistant, giving a command which will find and launch an app. Um, just launch the app or like be able to deep link into an, a specific part of the app? It will be able to deep link into a specific page on the app. Okay. All right. And in some cases, as part of that, perform an action. So for example, if you said start a run, it launches directly onto the timer, uh, a potential run timer page and starts the clock. Okay. So we're talking a lot more like command and control kind of one shot intense type of thing not you're not having a conversation with the app on your phone generally you're invoking specific actions that's correct Hence, these are actions. not conversations okay these All are right. not conversational there, there's no real interaction there there are a couple of different flavors of how things launch and what they look like and feel like when they launch but fundamentally we're talking about launching something we're talking about a one-off command that puts you someplace or does something. Okay. Or in some cases it can reply, but there's no conversation involved. Okay, so request, action, optional reply. Yes, or yes, that's the best way to put it. Okay, all right. And it's, it's not even so much an optional reply, it's that under some some ways that you can invoke it and some ways that you can do it, it will generate a, a reply. And we'll we'll go into that a little bit more. Okay, because yeah, I'm interested. Like that we'll ask, we'll get to it, but it's like a question I have is, so does the developer control the response or is that a kind of a byproduct that's not necessarily something that's in the- No, the, de the developer control. definitely controls the response. The oh, difference right. is there, it's more like um, there are two kind of, two. Broadly speaking, there are two types of invocations. There's one that will open an app and put you on a page in the app or launch the app with okay. a deep link, possibly. The other one doesn't launch the whole app, but instead invokes a widget. And widgets are standard components in Android. They've been around in Android since version one, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, um, wow. 
What this does, though, is it now says that you can, using your voice, invoke something that launches a widget that will be returned in the assistant itself. And as part of what gets returned, in addition to a, a visual widget, okay. can also be audio. Okay, so two types of act, app actions. One results in the application, the mobile app, being open on your phone. The Correct. other results in the assistant being open on your phone with a widget. Correct. Okay, yeah. Let's so let's talk a little about kind of the the differences of those different things, and you know, kind of comparing and and and, and contrasting. No, that, a that's bit. fundamentally that's the compare and contrast. Is oh, okay. I, that that's really kind of what it boils down to. Is are you looking to launch an app? You're looking to go to a page, or are you looking to return information, possibly with audio? Okay, kind of what it boils down to. <laughs> All right. So the first time the the app action stuff, it could be the, the the launching the application. It could be any application that's on your uh, on your uh, phone, right? Yes. That, well, that, yes, yes, and and so so this is a case where a recent improvement is if you've um, set it up with certain BI again, launch your you know start a run is a good example. Yeah. Okay. Um, you could say, for example, uh, hey, gee, start a run with Strava. Right. If you don't have Strava already installed, it will go and install it. Okay, so the the, the um, that's kind of key because that is, the the, yeah. the app doesn't even have to be on your phone yet. Correct. So this the is, invocation is... could download, install, and then launch. Correct. A mobile application. Okay. So, so, so this also really mechanism. I'm sorry, repeat that? Discover, it would be a discovery mechanism or like an easy, you know, easy step in, into, into installing an application. Exactly. This is a big step for discovery. It's also a pretty big step for discovery on your phone itself. I mean, one of the things yeah. that anybody who uses a phone knows is that eventually your, your installed app screen just gets huge. And yeah. you start putting stuff, trying to organize where your icons are. This is a way to say, look, you don't need to worry about that anymore. You can launch everything with your voice, even if you don't already have it installed. So now is that something, is there something that every app developer is going to need to do to be able to take advantage of that feature? That is essentially a built-in feature. So the launching, just getting the app launched is just built in. If you wanted to deep link into something, then that probably takes a little bit of extra work. Just a little bit of extra work. Okay. What what it, it boils down to is you'll need to, a, a lot of what they're doing is kind of geared towards these built-in intents. So for example, I could say, and I think this is a valid command, for example, I could say, uh, record that I ate a banana for lunch. And that's a, a built-in intent. Mm -hmm. with two parameters in it, banana and lunch. Okay. And an intent of, I think it's called food re record or something like that. As a developer, I can say, okay, the food record built-in intent will invoke this Android intent. Android also has a notion of intents. Yeah. So it will invoke this Android intent with these additional parameters available to me. And once that gets launched, that 
deep links into a screen, I can pull that information out and pre-populate parts of the screen. Okay. So can you do slot filling if yes. you have so you can so you can launch and if you provide two of the six parameters you need to fill out the form, there could be a conversation back and forth asking no. you, prompting you for each of the different parts. No. Nope. Nope. If you don't fill out the slots, the slots aren't provided. So you're put onto a page that has incomplete information and you'll need to fill okay. out the right. finish filling right. out the page. So you can kind of think of it as, you know, the the slot filling, the the slots will pre-populate a form or under developer's control will pre-populate a form. Okay. But you still have to finish filling out the form if it's incomplete. All right. And so this is this is any app. It could be like, you know, Domino's Pizza app for reordering pizza. It could be, I guess, a banking app. Yep. Is there like are there limitations to like some, like financial or health care that you know of? Not that I know of. And part of the reason there aren't is because it's just your local app. That's true. You, so you, you've, you've got you're, a, you're in, yeah. It's a completely different set of rules since it's running on your device. What if there's some sort of a login that's required? Like if you're deep linking into an app and there's a login for the app. So that's a good um, question. And I think some of it's going to, that, that turns into the app developers uh, option. So, you know, again, for let's say a banking app, if it requires yeah. you to enter in a pin to confirm, you'll need to enter in the pin and then it takes you and then it completes the action, but that's up to you to handle. Okay. Let's go to the Domino's pizza or a pizza place app though. Cause yeah. that actually introduces some other interesting features that are available. So for example, the first time I might say something like, you know, uh, I want to order a pizza with Domino's. And right. after you've completed that order, it might prompt you to say, do you want to make this a regular order? You can say yes. Uh, you know, it's like on, a, a on the screen. Or a fav yeah, right. favorite or something, yeah. Right. Okay. And then later you can say, order my usual with Domino's. Oh, and it okay. will pre-populate everything already. And while there's a little work that you need to do for that as a developer, a lot of that, that scaffolding, that um, kind of predefined routines or uh, yeah. you know, personalized routines is handled by the system. Okay. And that's actually a real, I mean, that's the sort of thing that we've been talking about for a long time yeah. as yeah. a nice idea, but you know, it requires a lot of developer work. The system's taking care of a lot of that for you. Not everything, but a lot of it. Yeah. So this is, you okay. know, features you kind of get almost for free just by having an assistant enabled app. Would you see app actions being used for something like a game or is that is that is that kind of more is well, that too much interaction? The problem is, I that? mean it depends on the game. Most voice games, however, no, wouldn't work. Yeah. Because they're assuming that once you're in the game, you're going to be using your voice. Yeah. Um and app actions all they do in the 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 launch uh, they basically act as in a very advanced launcher which all right so but once know, it's launched you're, just, you're not going to use it you're not going to use your voice to go to someplace else in the app no probably not uh if you, well, let's put it this way if you do it's not through the assistant you would need to be writing all of that code yourself oh okay all right so once you're in the app, then 
the you're assistant the is app. out of assistant once you're in the app out. the assistant is out of the picture okay all right so since assistant is at the phone level and you can say hey g then it's available um and then um because you're launching you're specifying an application either directly or indirectly based on a bii or naming the application specifically then that will get you to the app um, i'm assuming that once you're in the app you could use hey g the assistant to go to some other app but it's well you don't I mean, have to like you could use you don't hey have to g. close the app right yeah right you could use hey g and to take to go to another app you can even say hey g with a phrase that would make sense to the current app that you're in but oddly enough, as a developer, you need to do a lot of extra work to handle that. Okay. Because Android so has some an things interesting, are made easy, and yeah. yeah, Android has an interesting concept of launching an app that may already be running, and developers, oh. Android developers, need to be very aware of that. Um, this is actually a problem that I encountered while while learning how to do this. Is that sometimes it would it would launch correctly with the additional information. And sometimes it didn't. And it took me a long time to figure out, well, why is that? And the answer boiled down to because although as a user, we we thought it was launching the app from the system, the app was already launched. You're just going back into it. And on a system level, that means two different things. Oh, yeah, that is, that is kind of a nuance that a user would not normally know. A user what? shouldn't know that. But yeah. a developer needs to pay attention to that. But the fact that it could work two different ways, that's that could be disconcerting to a user. They would not that's, necessarily they're like it's working sometimes is now it's not. And who's going to get blamed for that? It's going right. to be the mobile app developer. Well, that's why the the mobile app developer needs to pay attention to that. Yeah. Um and it's 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 something that most Android developers are aware of on a certain level, the the app lifecycle. It's just not entirely obvious how this taps into the lifecycle. So mm -hmm. that's something that, that it, it's one of those things where app developers can't just say, oh, I'm just going to throw app actions into this and it will just work. You need to be aware of how app actions fits into the Android lifecycle. And that takes additional knowledge. So it's easy to get app actions implemented, but the initial the the easy implementation doesn't you know necessarily cover all of the different aspects that you need to know about it. Correct, but that also holds true with almost all Android development. Yeah. Okay. And Android development's different than mobile development is different than web development, and that's hard for me to wrap my head around sometimes. Yeah. No, app actions cuz I know that you can have like on your home screen on your on your, you know, Android, you can have web pages and other things like that. This doesn't work for any of those, right? No. Okay. No. Um so when we're talking about I guess what what when the developer does the thing that the developer does, what type of language are they using? What type of like configuration files? What 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 is the you know the learning curve for a developer to to do this? What what do they need to know? It's really well. It depends on what kind of a developer you are. If you're an Android developer, the learning curve is really low. Okay. Um, it really you could 
you know, you could add basic app actions and even some intermediate app actions within a day or two. Because really what it kind of boils down to is there's some additional configuration that you need to put uh, into a standard configuration file in Android. Maybe some additional code that you need to add to handle deep linking and slots and so forth. But pretty much okay. that's it. There's There's no major change for most app actions. If you're handling widgets, it's a lot more complex, but widgets are a lot more complex. So, you know, if you're okay. already used to handling widgets in Android, it's a few extra lines, but they're pretty easy to understand extra lines. So, so a simple invoke your and launch your application, no code changes, just a configuration change, but a redeploy of your app to the app store? Yes. Play store. Technically, sorry. Um, but if you wanted to add a just a simple deep link with not really any slot filling, is that what's kind of is that about the same as the as a launch, or is that it's is about that the same changes? as a launch? Yes, I think that can be done just with additional configuration. It's really only okay. when you start to want to to tap into some of the parameters that you'd be getting in the deep link, or to make the code aware that it needs to behave slightly differently when invoked via the assistant, that you okay. need a little bit more. And even the, the little bit more is pretty straightforward. There are so code labs that illustrate, you know, the here's an app and here's how you add these features to an existing app. Okay. Kind of, so kind of talking... Google, Google's, Google's goal with this really is to, to be able to say to app developers, you know this already. You know 99% of what you need to voice enable your app, to make your app a voice forward app. So um, configuration file and then Java or Kotlin or whatever you're using to write Android apps. Yep. So if, if you're okay. already an Android developer, you know this. This is very much already a set of skills that you have. You just need some details. No, and, and and once again, just make sure I'm clear on this. Just launching your application, there's might not be anything that you have to do at all. That's just built into it's built Android, into Android, yeah. And, and, and is that available today? Could I yeah. use my voice to launch any of my apps on my phone? I believe so, yes. I'll have to try that out. All That's right. actually something a question that I wish I had tried out before the show. Because <laughs> because now I look silly. Um I, I believe, however, currently you can just ask it to launch an app, and it will launch an app. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that, and I'll try. I'll try one that I've got installed, and I'll try one that I don't have installed. Yeah. Launching one that isn't installed may require some additional work, because I think that does require some support in the configuration files. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure once that you have installed, you can launch immediately now. I'm, I'm actually very sure of it because I've used it to to launch apps that are not voice enabled currently. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's kind of a little hidden secret. How am I supposed to know that as an Android user that I can now just voice uh, launch apps? Well, there it's been something they've been trying to push for several years now, actually. Um, I, I would imagine though, and I'm, at least I'm hopeful that at next year's IO, we'll see a much bigger push in general. Yeah. Both in in 
new versions of Android and in you know the, a push towards developers that voice forward features are are increasingly going to be available. Um, so of the two main types of um, app actions, kind of the the launching type, um, is there anything else that you want to uh, kind of talk about before we talk a little bit more about widgets? I'm kind of curious. You say widgets have been around for a long time, but I'm, I don't know that I've ever seen a widget or, or if you I've have. seen it, I didn't know. I, I haven't known that it's a widget. Well, that, that, so that's actually one of, that's actually one of the really neat things about Android's widgets is you've been using them. You may not have realized it though. So for example, on Android, do you have a clock shown on Android? Yeah. That's a widget. Okay. Um, yeah. Have you ever used the Google search bar on Android? Yeah. That's a widget. Okay, so but that's a widget that lives on like my home. That's a widget that lives on your home screen. screen. But these you, you there it's exactly the same technology as a widget that can be displayed inside the assistant. Is there like a, a place to download additional widgets for your phone? Additional widgets are available through apps. Oh, right. and and that's one of the the interesting things about Android system is that when you install an app you get all of the widgets that are available with that app. Um, they're kind of like little smaller chunks of the of the app that are available all the time or some of the time. Um, Do you have a good a good example maybe of a of a of a widget that that you could voice enable or or that 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 is well I, I know, something. Sure, I, I think yeah. the the stereotypical example might be something like a weather app. You know, so if okay. you if if you have the the ultimate weather app, or or even better, here's here's a better one, a surf report app, for example. Okay. Um, and there are plenty of apps that give surf reports, but now you've got a way that if someone asks what a you know what the surf is in Rhode Island, what the high tide is in Rhode Island, um, you'll be able to return back a widget showing the information and also read it out. Or the person could have it installed on their home screen. Same widget, same information, just hmm. another way to get that information back and maybe have it read out to you so you don't need to be looking at your screen. All right. And maybe it have it for multiple locations. So you know, you've got your usual location on the home screen, but you can ask about another location. Okay, all right, that's, that's interesting. But then the end result, is always the assistant. Well, if you're going to do something as a widget, the the assistant will will open up, like the assistant app will open up. Or what's what do you mean by the? I guess where does the widget show? What's the container of the widget? The the, the container of the widget is inside the assistant, which you okay. can sort of think of as. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a visual representation of the chat. So yes, you could open up the assistant and type in your question, or you can just ask the question and it will open up the assistant to give you an answer. But that's what it okay. does now. If you are asking it you know, any other question, it opens up the assistant and gives you the answer. That's where it visually displays it. 
displays. Okay. So what what else do we need to know about widgets? Is that what, how how much more work is that, and is that the same type of tools that an Android developer would need would typically use, or is there something new? Nope. There? It's exactly. I mean, again, it is built on top of existing tools. So, okay. like I said, uh, widgets have been there for ages. This builds directly on top of it. So if you want a a visual display, a special visual display, and you can put it into a widget, you can do it. Not everyone, not every Android developer is as familiar with widgets, to be fair, mm -hmm. but it is a very, very standard technology uh, in the Android world. So what, you know, additionally, what you need, nothing. It's again, configuration and code, and it's okay. all stuff you should be familiar with. Wow. All right. So um... like, like I said, kind of the goal here was for them to say, we're building on top of technology that you should be familiar with. There's not a lot that's new here. So it's every every Android developer can be a voice-enabled app developer. Yep. Every Android developer can be a voice-forward developer. All right. That sounds good. That sounds like I can see that. That makes that. Now, one of the other interesting things that we haven't really talked about yet is that along with this, they're also beginning to push this multi-platform notion of the assistant. Okay. So while we've kind of been talking about it in terms of the phone the entire time, mm -hmm. they're also increasing deployment of this in Android Auto and on Wear OS devices, so watches. So same technology, same fundamental knowledge base, same things you can do automatically become available on watches and cars with certain caveats. But not the Nest Hub. Available on all Android-based devices like a watch and... Android Auto. Okay, all right. So no, that is correct. It's not available on the Nest Hub. It's not available on uh, the Nest Home Mini. Um, these devices are not supported by App Actions. All right. So. Who knows what the future might lead to? I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. You know, yeah, you and be, I. It'd be interesting, but um, you know, the episode when we were talking about glass, I was talking about how their approach was um, this notion of being of of a split app, so that part yeah. of the app was running on the phone and part was running on glass itself, and they could exchange information. I don't think Google is working on that sort of technology for. Um, the assistant, but it would be interesting if they were. I think that would yeah. be very powerful. Um, but no, currently at this time, app actions are not available on every platform the assistant is. Let's, okay. let's put it that way. So um, we haven't really talked about Alexa yet. Um there is Alexa for apps that is in a um, developer preview, <clears throat> and it sounds like it's 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 conquering some of the same 
same yeah. things. Launching applications, deep linking into applications. Um, it's it's actually so, it's actually a little different. It sounds to me. It doesn't sound like it's focusing on the launch part. It does sound like it's giving some limited conversational elements to your app. From hmm. from the preview that we saw at Alexa Live, was it? It wasn't even at Alexa Live. It was at where was well, it? Well, there was an Alexa Live twenty twenty one. I think is when they first started talking about it. Well, that, that they talked about launched or send a phone there, didn't they? Yeah, maybe that maybe that was send a phone. I think that, and I, the, I, the the example that I thought was like they were they're talking about like Snapchat. It was like telling me telling you could control Snapchat with your voice to take a take a picture. Maybe it was. So I so I'm thinking I don't know. Well, since I don't know a lot about it, we'll have to. Yeah, we we haven't seen it yet. So there's that. really yeah. There's a lot. It's a lot of speculation. One of the things I thought they were showing though was that there was at least some conversational element to it. It wasn't a complete conversation like yeah. you could do with a regular uh, skill, but there was at least some. So it was going to be interesting to see exactly how that, that fit in. Yeah, it'll be, it will be interesting to see kind of how close, similar it is to uh, what they're doing. Because I, th I think it's generally the same type of thing, though, is that you... At least my understanding is that there would be a lot of configuration stuff to enable applications to to uh, be controlled by um, you know by via Alexa. But yeah, there, I think there's going to be a lot of there's a lot deeper integration that Google has obviously with their phones and Android apps that I'm not sure how much Alexa can take advantage of. One of the well, that's one of the things I'm really going to be curious about is if we'll be able to use the Google Assistant to launch an Alexa-enabled app. That will be interesting. That will be interesting. Well, all right. Well, we'll have to keep but, keep our eyes, eyes eyes out for that. And, and uh, you know, if... Uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. That, once, that, 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 once the documentation comes out for that and we can take a closer look and talk about it, then we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But uh, I don't know. That's, that's been... You know, this has been very informative, Alan. I appreciate you, you know, talking about through your experience and overall. Um, I won't, I won't say on a scale of one to ten, but overall, how have you felt your journey has been with app actions? It has been a little bit frustrating for me, to be perfectly honest. But part of the reason is my background has only very lightly touched on Android development. Okay, so you've got the you've you've had the 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 ramp up curve of yeah. learning Android development, and, and that, that that's been be my bigger challenge has been um, wrapping my head around Android development and understanding the Android lifecycle, and you know, knowing enough to say, okay, clearly, I'm I'm jumping into a different part of the lifecycle than I should be, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to figure out where I am jumping in. Um, so things like that have been my my biggest challenges. Okay, is is learning the ins and outs of Android more than the ins and outs of App Actions itself. All right. So the one we haven't talked about is the other big mobile player, um, which is Apple. And so 
Um, is the competitor to that or the complement to that Siri shortcuts or? It is. I, I, I think it is partly Siri shortcuts, um, although those are more like routines on both of them. Hmm. Um, but at the last Worldwide Developer Conference, they introduced something called, I believe it was App Intense, which look an awful lot like app actions to somebody who is also not an Apple developer. The documentation looked shockingly similar. All right. So I don't know if that's where they're going exactly, but it sure looks like that's where they're going. Yeah. And so, so if, um, you know, obviously as a user, you're going to either be an Android user probably or an iOS user, right? Um, so just learning, you know, the, using the built-in voice assistant to control your applications, um, then that, that, that makes sense. From a developer perspective, if you're an Android developer, then you're going to have to learn how to do app actions. If you're a, a Siri, um, iOS, you know, if you're an iOS, an developer, iOS developer, yeah. you're going to have to look, figure out Siri shortcuts and these, in, you know, intents. Um, what if you're one of those developers that are trying to use those frameworks where you can develop it and, you know, something like Flutter where you can have it on both, or I guess you're going to have to learn both or figure out implementations for each of these on those types of platforms, right? My understanding right now, and this may change because, you know, things are changing always, is that right now, if you're developing in Flutter, um, you would need to learn Android specifics. So you need yeah. to get under the, you know, underneath the, the compatibility layers that Flutter provides into platform specific layers in order to take advantage of, of some of this. And it's not that it's impossible, um, but there isn't a lot of documentation yet about yeah, how to that, do so. That's gonna be an added layer of gotchas on top yeah. of just learning how to do it. Okay. You know, so again, it, it and one of the things Flutter is increasingly trying to push is this platform transparency, tra platform neutrality, you know, right once, Run everywhere. Where have we heard this before? Oh, I've heard that with Java. Yeah, um, you know, but they're they're trying to push this notion of you know write it and it will run on Android and iOS and the web and you know wherever yeah. you want it, it'll be there. But to support platform specific features like this, you're going to need to get under the covers at least initially. Yeah, until somebody figures out how to write a compatibility layer for yeah. it. Or okay. what needs to be in a compatibility layer, even or <laughs> yeah, who knows. yeah. Really, this <laughs> is all still pretty new. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds pretty exciting. So, so uh, it's available today. Developers can can start doing yep. and releasing their app actions, um, and uh, it'll. It would be great to to if any of our listeners are have already started doing it and kind of what they're working on. That would be interesting to know. We'd love to hear uh, your feedback, your problems. I don't necessarily have all the answers, but I do know some yeah. fantastic Android GDEs who uh, would would love to to try to help out. Um, post on Twitter, on LinkedIn, comments below, or you know where to find us. And uh, we are sure to following the progress of this and taking it up another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan.
Take care, Mark. Have a fantastic week. You too. Thanks.